The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, super fly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! Watching Sean Connery. I'm about to tav you across the face. <laughs> but to give you a, a give you a little tav, an eighth tav, tav <laughs> right on your kesher. Tav you, tav you right in your in your good bits. I don't care. I'll give you a Krav Maga elbow right to your fragile jaw, you bitch. I posted that video the day that he died. <laughs> yeah, of course you did. <laughs> of course you did. Because I was like, do you guys remember this? <laughs> yeah, while you're mourning. When he's endorsing domestic violence. <laughs> well, do you guys well, remember that? While all you guys are mourning and crying over fucking Sean Connery. Well, to be fair, he did say, like, if all other possible choices of how to deal with the situation. He said it was a last resort type yeah. of thing. And that really it came down to the fact that women always want to have the last word. <laughs> That's pretty much what he said. It's horrible. God, and I'm not defending him at all. If your You can have the last kids, word, but you're going to get a fresh one. Yeah. <laughs> you if your wife is murdering your children, go ahead and pop her one. Just, but that's you know, about where the line's drawn. Just tune her up a little bit. Yeah. Speaking of uh, people getting hit in the mouth by their husbands, we've been getting a lot of play from Bradenton, Florida. Okay. There's a town called Bradenton. We did a video on social. So if you saw that video, you kind of got to run around. But yeah, we've had 92 listeners in the last 10 days or so from this town, Bradenton, Florida. It was Florida. a 24-hour period. It happened all on I looked, day. I looked at the stats. It was a 24-hour so period. So it just, it when I looked at the seven-day, day. when I looked at the seven-day, yep. I thought it was the 47 was in a day, and then the next day it was 92. So, But I think it was like 24 to 36 hours. Completely. Let's say 24 to 36 hours. Yeah. Okay, the, like... I, that which is incredible when you think about it. Not so much. I mean, it's not a uh, like a, 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 a landslide of listens by any measurable no. statistic. However, it's such a specific niche, it is. geographical location yeah. that we have no ties to. We don't know why, who, what, when, where, why. Nope, nobody. We, but we definitely want to know. We those want questions. Know. We need Absolutely. to know. And I looked, and the reason that it stuck out so much is because when you look in the back end of SoundCloud, it tells you things like top cities listened, and it was Bradenton, Florida. Followed by Durango, then Denver. And I was like, okay, usually it's Durango and Denver go back and forth. Right. But this Bradenton, Florida, out of nowhere, it's initially it scared me just because Florida. You know, I was like, there is a small militia group of, there is a swamp militia coming for our asses. <laughs> yeah. So if you know anybody in Bradenton or if you. If you have any connection, can please. somebody please let us know what the please fuck let us know. Know. holy so hell hard. is going on? Um, supposedly, okay, a couple points of interest for Bradenton, Florida, in case you're thinking about Aaron booking, did his homework. booking your travel plans next year, post-COVID. Um, <laughs> it's an artist community. It's yes. considered the most artistic kind of community on the Gulf Coast. Um, it also, uh, sadly enough, the average family income so this is a two-person household is forty-one thousand dollars goo oh wow so they have t- each house has <laughs> each house has two teachers go take right. the time machine to go teach in 1989 and then come back here 
to well, the present time, $42,000 in Durango gets you one room in a flop house. No, yeah. it gets you walnuts as a roommate. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, but, but dude, know what the scariest, the average me, um, median income for a single person is 36,000. And then the average for a couple is 41. So that dumb broad's only bringing in 5k a year. Oh. <laughs> you better get to fucking work. Um, no, I'm kidding. I don't know. Uh, but, but uh, there's yeah, I a would bit say of... that she needs to learn how to type. Do people yeah, no, type? Anymore? No, no, no. To learn enough how to type enough to start a cam girl business, because that's clearly what they should do. <laughs> yeah, you right. right. You're right. I, I, um, come every, on. Every Just trailer... don't open your mouth. We can see, As long as we can't see that there's no teeth in there, we'll maintain the illusion. I'm guessing that Bradenton has had their median income raised. By the OnlyFans phenomenon, probably <laughs> you would think. <laughs> uh, that's where the extra five K comes in. Oh, that's, that's what they meant. <laughs> that's the five K. That's what they meant by artist community. As long as these chicks are just squirting paint out of their vagina onto a spin art yep. machine, it's technically an art project. Six ninety nine a month. That's all. That's it. Mailing a not, lot. Not to disparage uh, the sex workers, Miss Lady, who you know who you are. You know who you are. Queen Cumbersome of TDM Island. I had a run in with her over the last two days. Did you really? Yeah, oh, she started, how did that go? She started to. I, actually, we should read that text. Okay, we're going to read that read text. <laughs> Let's read it later, but first. But first. To my left is the shag bandit himself. Hey, we're using Thank him. you, John Brown. We're using him. Bobbeth Van Noyes of the Bradenton Van Noises. <laughs> Hiv Tyler. Hiv Tyler. Gashman. Uh-huh. Hiv Tyler Gashman. You're a three-name star of a 90s teen show. I'll take it. He's, he's, he's one of those millennial hyphenated names. <laughs> <laughs> to my left is the notorious Wolfgang Fuck. What? Straight out of L.A., I don't have anything else to say. Still the general manager of the multiverse. Show some fucking respect. Sir Antonio Branderas, the general manager of the multiverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My brother and yours, our brothers in arm. Yeah, just an arm. Just one arm. (laughs) Just one. Just one. Uh, To my left is uh, the human Iditarod. This is also known as, uh, what was it? Koki McChatterbox. Uh, Lord Uh, Loquacious. Lord Loquacious. And Old Train Horn. And. We just call him Travis. Uh, this is one, Mr. Sean Moriarty. Thank you very much. Yeah. This is the riskiest of wheels and oh, the whiskiest yes. of reels. Yes. Sorry, it's the Whiskey Reel. The Whiskey Reel podcast. For Christ's sake, guys. Welcome, bitches. Welcome. Uh, so we did get a voice. We actually had a listener suggest uh, that we do a whiskey. So I figured let's listen to this voicemail yes, and then son. we'll get on to the whiskey. Hey, guys. This is Sarah Ashley. I am Sean's former co-host from the Nerd Omni podcast and... Uh, you know, I'm an occasional listener of your show, um, <laughs> but I wanted to call in with a uh, recommendation for you guys um, to try perhaps Ardbeg Scotch. Mm. Um, obviously, they have a bunch of different types, um, but the brand in general, I, I tend to like. Um, and so I wanted to see what you guys thought, mostly because I also wanted to hear Sean say how disgusting it is because it's super <laughs> peaty usually. Um, and I know he hates that. So I want to make that man drink a campfire and deal with it. Fuck you, sir. Um, and he also harangued me into trying to come up with a nickname for him. Best thing I got right now is uh, Chandra the Giant. Because <laughs> how have we never? Obvious reasons. Sean is huge. 
and Thank could you. potentially be intimidating if he wasn't such an illegally cream puff softy on the middle, just like Andre the Giant. Uh, so, anyway, there you wow. go, guys. Enjoy and uh, peace out, sluts. Wow. She wow. just kind of insinuated that you have like a doughy physique. I do have a very doughy physique. Okay, so oh, let me get enough. this right. You occasionally listen, um, <laughs> so you can go occasionally fuck off. Um, <laughs> that's number one. Number two, we did get that Ardbeg girl, um, or Sean guys. I did. I got it from our friends what, what and did family you, at Star Liquors. What did you pay? Uh, soon to be sponsor of the We're going to try to get sponsored um, by them. Yeah, and if you know anybody that works at Star or whatever, start earworming them about sponsoring us, by yeah, the way. Just be um, like, give them a gift card. Yeah, give them a gift card for 50 bucks a week to do the thing. That's it. And then and we'll talk your ear off about it. Um, so, yeah, she. So I went and I looked, and they had three different Ardbegs. The one that she was drinking and wanted us to do was one you can only get in Scotland. So she was like, but they have a few different ones you can get. Check your local package store. And I did. And so they had a 12 year, mm-hmm. and then they had a 10 year. Mm-hmm. And then they had what this was called a wee beastie. Wee beastie. This is the five year wee beastie. Wee beastie. Wee beastie, love. Um, I went with this because I thought it would be less peaty and less. But I'll tell you right now, she's right. It's a fucking campfire in our mouth and down it, our um, Okay, so I hate scotch. Yeah, you're not a scotch. And I'm not I mean, a big fan. I, I will like drink here and there. certain scotches. Um, friend of the podcast, Blake. He and I will sit and drink some uh, some scotch on occasion on his tab because I'm not paying for scotch. <laughs> I'm just not. <laughs> and the motherfucker's very successful. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, he gets to buy the scotch. That's mostly there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he's more of a Highland guy. I tend towards those uh, Highland, less peaty, less smoky, less intense scotches. Yes. This guy is like trying to swallow a pine tree that's on fire. That's, all right, we're done with the whiskey settings because that's all we really need to say. Thank you, Sarah. But I will give this particular spirit some credit. It drinks really well. It does. It's, it's, it's very um, high-toned and sweet. It, it, it kind of cuts through that, that. Like I think the aromatics come off as highly peaty and highly smoky. Yep. I think the, the, the flavor profile is actually less so. It, it, it's a nice, mm-hmm. smooth drinker. Because the sweetness really balances it out. It does. Yeah, it but does. then then the razor blades go tumbling Ooh. down your esophagus. Uh, man, um, <laughs> Aaron can speak to that. Wow. Um, well, I, it's funny because it's so, you know, it's like two people looking at the same picture and seeing different things. Mm-hmm. For me, the nose really disguised how peaty it was on the palate for me. Um, th- there are... D- Definitely peatier fucking boozes out there. Lafrogue being one of them. Talisker. Talisker. I'm more of an Oban guy. Um, I'm more of a Balvini style of scotch with Highland. Uh, much more sweet, less peaty. This is, it definitely, it's Islay, so it definitely tends to be very, um, what that they call campfire, right? Is it Islay? It is Islay, but not only that, it's the ultimate. Oh, well, they have gold they leaf said in so. cursive, the ultimate <laughs> Islay single malt scotch um, whiskey. I've had peatier scotches by far. However, yeah, man, Bobby said a burning pine tree. Yeah. This thing, it feels like every bad decision coming back in my life as it's going down. Um, <laughs> it feels like two divorces, a rough childbirth, being bullied in sixth grade. This is, this is every bad memory 
descending into my stomach. That being said, a pig's head on the mailbox. <laughs> my dad chasing me with a clown wig and a butcher knife. There's, there's a lot going on right now. Don't, that's um, real, by the way. We yeah, will get thing. back. We're gonna, to that one day. We'll, 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 maybe next Halloween, I'll we'll regale you that. with the story. But, but um, this is, yeah, man. It, there, there is a, a kind of like Bobby alluded to. There's kind of a lovely sweetness wrapped within the campfire, the charcoal of it. Um, on the back end, it's got a little bit of a, a almost honeyed. Yeah. Um, I said creme brulee sort of feel to it. The vanillins, the barreling is there. It's a five year, so it, it's got some nice. Uh, it's got some nice tertiary oaked flavors to it. But my lord, son, it's like I get that the the honey thing that you're talking mm-hmm. about is like honey when it caramelizes on the outside of like ribs. When you're smoking ribs yeah, and you get honey. that honey, mm-hmm. that's what it tastes. That's just made me want ribs. Cause yeah, because you're fat. <laughs> um. By the way, where's my Tupperware? Um, oh, I, I gave I, it to Bobby. Oh, it's in my. Fridge. Oh, so now it's fucking destroyed. <laughs> Have you seen Bobby's Bobby's house? If if John Belushi Front street corner. If John Belushi circa 1979 <laughs> visited, he would turn around, insulted, and walk out. It my- is. I don't know what's happening right now. His house right is now. fine. I was there the other day. It was clean and nice. Uh, then As always, happened. my house exists on Front Street. <laughs> I am continually called out. What? Your house and your penis. Your house, your penis, yeah. your no, general way of being. I, I did it just to guilt walnuts, and he picked up a broom and started sweeping as soon as I mentioned something. So you're welcome. I, I mean, look. You said it looked like what when you got home, that one? Oh, Dresden. <laughs> It looked like Dresden in the spring. <laughs> there are times that I will go to bed quite early because I have no idea what to do with myself anymore. Right. And so I'll just go sleep because it's better that way. And I wake up and yes, it is. it looks like a fucking seltzer explosion happened. There's cans everywhere. There'll be like... A fucking half rack of Corona seltzers. <laughs> the Corona seltzers? Yeah. Uh, when oh, are you going to go full like those organic ones I keep seeing from uh, who's the one? So he and I both are on foot a lot. And <laughs> so there's a gas station near the house that sells seltzers. Yeah. So you take whatever the fuck you can get. Oh, okay. right. So it's gotcha. not like there's a liquor store within like But that quick p- specific radius. place, I think, carries Michelob products. And Michelob does that organic fucking seltzer. So they'll get I it. buy the Vizzies. I don't know if you guys have heard of the yeah, Vizzies. Yeah, Vizzies. I've seen those. Yeah, I've I buy those. those. He buys the Coronas because he's a psychotic. He's a shit bag. Yeah. He's just... And he actually admitted to me the other night. He's like, I think I just realized that I drink four seltzers for every seltzer that you drink. <laughs> And I'm like, you know what? That's very accurate. <laughs> Number one. Every time he stands up, he's like, you ready? And you ready? You need one? Shot? You ready? Shot? You need one? Shot? Shot? Want a shot? Yeah. Dude, that guy cannot even fit as many seltzers in his body as you can. He's much I, smaller it's than you. phenomenal, dude. The guy is... Um, that, ding, 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 ding. Bobby uh, used a word that he can't stop saying. You got to put it that in That means the, that you've got a drink. We're going to put a one on the board. You got to put it put it in the fucking yeah. swear jar. So anyway, let's get back to... Uh, Carol has something... The uh, Like a lot of scotches, these uh, guys have their heads planted firmly up their asses and are big fans of themselves. So let's have Carol read this little blurb from their website. Let's do it. Carol, can you please read that blurb from the Ardbeg website? Oh, yeah, boys, I got it. It says here... Ardbeg has been called, quote, as close to perfection as makes no difference by whiskey connoisseurs. Proof then that Ardbeg truly deserves its incredible reputation. It's a whiskey that's worshipped around the world and has been named World Whiskey of the Year no less than four times out of the last seven years. Huh. Sounds like a bunch of bullshit. Like, I I mean, I believe it. I mean, sure. I mean, people that drink scotch yeah. and enjoy scotch and have a, um, a palate for such... Horse shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
um, are definitely going to love something like this. Yeah, it's it's very I high character. It's super I lo- smoky. I enjoy it, and I'm not. I'm like you. I generally I never pick scotches. I drink one if it's handed to me, right. especially if I'm a groupie of some famous writer. I'll just do whatever he tells me to. Sure. Um, I, I I this is kind of this is one of those scotches you see in nicer bars. Number one, most upscale bars will have an art bag of of one size or the other. Um, outside of the 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 traditionals, like you've got everybody carries a Macallan, everybody carries the Frog, um, everybody carries the Glen. This one actually, the one of the first times I ever saw Ardbeg was when uh, super cool Keanu Reeves and Constantine was drinking it. Oh, I noticed. Shit. I went back and rewatched that, and I huh. was like, "Oh my god, that's probably planted the seed." Which one to was my he drinking? Future alcoholism. Um, I think it was the twelve year. Twelve is the one. That's By the everywhere. way, that movie still fucking holds up. I love Constantine. Totally. Was, I thought up. that it got the shit end of the stick because it was just before. The fringe comic book characters that people actually gave a shit right. about them. They were like, okay, we get it. We want to see these side characters, but until you give us like what what happened with the Avengers and the whole MCU, now everybody wants to see those little side sure. projects I would a little have, bit more. I would more have, like ancillary characters. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen like that become a thing, a series. There uh, has, a series. There's been talk. No, not um, a TV series, like a series oh. of movies. There's been talk about he that he might be interested in I've returning heard. to yeah. that franchise. Um his Renaissance has made it more interesting for people but I will not see I want to see him in the MCU though. I refuse to see that movie unless they make sure to get Gavin Rossdale of my favorite band Bushback <laughs> <laughs> Glycerin that shut up so bad everything's God, great so yeah now you're here um, he's a good looking kid but he's yes. a worse actor than he is a front man mm-hmm. so like, saying a mouthful your song you're, you're fucking dancing Bush I got- <laughs> stop it <laughs> <laughs> you fucking 0 for 3 on that one. That was dude. the first concert I ever went to was Bush, the Goo Goo Dolls, and No Doubt was supposed to open for them, but No Doubt didn't show up, so they had X fill in, and X That's was dope. actually dope. Whoa. Yeah. Wait, wait a minute. You saw the Goo Goo Dolls? Yeah. Fuck, Sean. That's rad. <laughs> Well, I was in sixth grade. My dad was taking me to my first concert at the San Jose State Event. Yeah, I'm sure Center. it was a lot of fun. It was great. I thought I loved that music at the time. It was fantastic. The fucking Goo Goo Dolls. Um, uh, so I saw him twice. I saw him at a radio station concert like two years uh, after. Uh, too. Sean, you're not helping at all. Um, H- had they grown as artists at all? No, no. I believe the, that they're the like. Nah. You know, they actually did it all. They did a full acoustic set. It was magical. At least I'll say uh, I saw them. Tesla I, style. The two times I saw them was before that stupid city. Of Angels song where they went full emo. Oh, I saw the rock fuck. version of them where they still were going back and forth between the two singers and it was a little harder. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'll give me a, some fucking credit. Sean, Sean had a poster of the band Extreme right above his bed. Fuck you. You know Modern the more than words. <laughs> is all you had to do to oh, make God, that song it suck real. a bag of them. That was a huge uh, song when oh, I was in high school. Oh. Our senior year, they all these chicks loved it. They'd make us listen to it all what, the time. What was I your high, what was your class song? Well, if you're graduating uh, class. Smashing Pumpkins um, today. Today? Ooh. That's a good one. Yeah, it was solid. That's not bad. What about you? I can't remember. We had so many different songs. We didn't really have a song. I, don't, I remember what my eighth grade graduation was it, song was. Was it My Dick? No, my eighth grade graduation <laughs> song was For You I Will by Monica from the Space Jam soundtrack. Holy oh shit. Because the votes were split between that or Time of Your Life by Green Day, which had just come out. So we would have been the first class that actually did that shit. As like this is our class song, you guys but sh- no, super should have went. They picked day. for you, I will, which is a love song from yeah, the Space weird. Jam soundtrack, just because a bunch of popular bitches like that soundtrack. 
Okay. You wow. hear me, Shauna? You, Do you hear me, Shauna, out there? I know you hear me. Uh, do you want to completely <laughs> age me? Oh, this is glorious. Um, which I, which I, one of Beethoven's I, movements was? I know, right? <laughs> no, it was Mozart. Thank you. Uh, but there's okay so i went to what's considered would be an urban school um we we were the last stop before juvie uh for the la county so if you're a really bad kid and got kicked out of oh i don't know washington and you got kicked out of some really bad schools you went to my school before you went to jail so we had a really great mix of kids and uh so our class song was keith sweat make it last forever (gasps) And it was glorious. That's amazing. Yeah, I I rested my hand on my date's butt. Like it was like total full weird science. Can I ask you something? What Uh, was your English teacher A Michelle Pfeiffer and B did she wear a leather jacket? (laughs) And it was weird. Did you go to the Dangerous Mind? She would always turn the chair around before she sat down. It was (laughs) that's how we connected. That's how we connected. Um, No, but no, we were the first. I'd like to. I'm very proud of this first school in LA to have metal detectors. We went over this. Yes, that's fascinating. I'm so proud of that. Oh, not the first one in the country, though. We're pretty sure that was still Detroit. No, it was Bradenton. It was Bradenton, <laughs> it was Bradenton Florida. <laughs> Definitely they, Bradenton. Yeah, they oh. have metal detectors at their kindergartens. Yeah. There. Um, <laughs> I have a side note about Bradenton. Uh, yes, sir. Apparently, Carol went to art school in Bradenton, Florida. Bullshit. Fuck I, this. Hold on. Carol, did you go to art school in Bradenton, Florida? We keep telling everybody we didn't know anybody from there, but we fucking know you. Oh, yeah. I was only there for about a semester, boys, uh, when I was studying the, you know, the um, it was kind of the precursor to the spin artwork you see on OnlyFans right now. Uh, mine was more, you know, in town squares, but we weren't allowed to do it on Sundays or during daylight. So I just decided to move away. Uh, I have no words for Carol. If there's, I, if I thought there I, was, I think there wasn't some sort of weird like segue into her. and That some woman's boys. backstory is the most fucking intriguing thing I have ever fucking encountered. Like, I love her telling me stories. It's I love amazing. Her, we, she'll answer questions about everything, but to her, it's like World War II for her is the extra ultimate when, disc golf. She refuses yep. to talk about yeah, it. Like, her uncle it. won't talk about now. Okay, so here's get her at the tav. Okay. And you're outside smoking cigarettes and dodging bullets. <laughs> She will fucking tell you anything. She will. Yeah. yeah. She Especially when her up. life is threatened. You know, she, as soon yeah. as she oh. hears that first round go off. Yeah. <laughs> she's got that weird death thing kicking in and she's like, I got to get out of. Yeah. I got to tell somebody <laughs> about why I was excommunicated because I think she was excommunicated. I Not just fired. Excommunicated oh, from Extraltimate Disco. That's why she calls her vagina Jackson Pollock. I just put that together. Yeah. Son of a bitch. It's not because it's bald and wears glasses. Oh. And, and Ed Harris played it once. It is because. I, th- I thought because it's smoked, <laughs> chain smoked cigarettes. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so Ardbeg Wee Beastie. Honestly, if I was going to pick a scotch that I would go back to, it's if I, someone was like, hey, can you get a scotch for the party? What did you pay? I'd probably grab this. It was about 43 that's a buy, man. If you like scotch, yeah. it's a great present. Mm-hmm. Scotch, too, I think. Um, it's If you want to kind of dip your toe into Islay and start going down that that road w- with which you can never come back from, <laughs> which is PD scotches. Because once you get once you get down the Lafrogue Road and shit like that, yeah. everything else, it, it's almost like smoking like Lucky Strike unfiltered. It's like you're never going to get a stronger cigarette. You're telling me that's this is, bad. This yeah. like, We're not supposed to do that. Right, exactly. But you go down American Spirit Blacks. Oh, oh yeah. the, you know, the perokes. I mean, holy yeah. what are they? shit. Just instant cancer. They're soaked mm-hmm. in Zyklon B barrels yeah. or whatever they do. Mm-hmm. They're also yeah. dusted with like uh, fluorescent light bulb insides. <laughs> 
<laughs> Pretty sure. Sold exclusively at the eighth. I smoked those for like six months, and it almost. I remember. Me. I remember when you used to smoke those. Yeah, those are I've heavy. Dude, never gotten over it. Um, I I think Ardbeg was that's the sound that they made when they first fucking tried it, and that's where it came from. <laughs> um, but because uh, that's what I did, and it made my butthole clench into a dying star. I white dwarfed my butthole with this stuff. Um, it I wish no, it's true because he he bent over, and then I looked in his asshole, and I saw the back of my own head. You like, saw you the look f- into <laughs> a black hole. You saw the future. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> saw Cthulhu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's, he just has tapeworms. Yeah. Like, oh, oh gotcha. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. They hang out, try to get some air midday. Jesus Christ. Sandy hookworm. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of enough shooting jokes, I know. For weird. fuck's sake, uh, well, so, we we're talking about Florida. So. Yeah, speaking of of, uh, of Florida, you know what they don't do in Florida a lot? I bet is trading on the internet. <laughs> what do you mean? That's where Robin Hood's headquarters are. Is it it's in Bradenton, <laughs> Florida? Of um, course it is. Uh, but real yeah. estate is so cheap. Yeah, dude, that was crazy. I mean, we've all. This is what everybody's can only be talking about for the everybody, last several days. Everybody's been a Wall Street fucking expert for the last seven days, and yeah. at least I'm like. I need to read more about this and I, I wait and I just don't take anybody's shit because there are so many different opinions well, out there that are based in some bullshit. We, we, we are not, none of us sitting in this room right now are proficient in the stock market. Nope. I, I know we all kind of know a little bit about it, but by no means do we profess to be brainiacs when it comes to this. I just think it's an interesting story only because it blew the top off of something that's been transpiring around us for so long that we never mm-hmm. knew was happening, which is these people may manufacturing markets so that they can make a lot of money. And essentially that's in a well, nutshell market activity. Um, they're well, not like manufacturing the market. They're, no, no, but they're, like, they're essentially they're, like influencers. They're manipulating like this the market yeah, to make this, profit. Yeah. Yes. Cause this all started with, there is a gentleman named Andrew left. And in 2001, he started kind of an, a finance newsletter. Um, it's changed names quite a few times, but now it is known as Citron research. So, this guy basically sends out to his audience, hey, there's this stock that is probably going to tank really soon. I think that we should definitely bet on the short, which means you're betting for it to, to lose money. You're betting for it to go down. Um, and they went after GameStop and something about that made this whole subreddit called Wall Street Bets go nuts because they hate it. But it's a much bigger thing. It's not just about this. This is a class war. This is a class war because they hate how... These guys that do these newsletters can sway all this activity in one way, but then when this group of Redditors, this ragtag group does it, what did we see happen? Well, the response was government intervention, shutdowns, complete bewilderment, <laughs> um, a bunch of rich old billionaire pricks going on seed. What CNN, CNN, yeah, CNN yeah. and all that shit. CNBC. And talking about how these people are um, basically stealing and all this bullshit, which is amazing coming from a bunch of Wall Street pricks who's like their entire existence is predicated upon. It's predatory. It's incredibly predatory. Yeah. And they will use whatever tricks and, uh, uh, you know, uh, um, shortcuts to make all this fucking money. But now, you know, the poor people took a little money. And oh, just they, a little. They they fucked a hedge fund over, which yeah. I'm a hundred percent okay with. I'm okay with it too. Yeah, because I'm kind of a class warrior. Because the the intricate shit that Aaron and I had when we read deep on it that that was very interesting to me is if you are this guy from Citron Research who gets all of his investors to short the GameStop stock, 
Once GameStop stocks started shooting through the roof, the only way for them to not completely lose their asses is they have to buy back and they have to buy a shitload of the stock, which also shoots the price of the stock up even further. So you can see why they're so angry. And the problem is, is these are a bunch of rich white billionaires. They're not used to not getting their way whenever they want. So Mm -hmm. they did anything they could, like getting a brokerage like Robinhood to completely shut down and now limit trading for that specifically. And that's kind of what I want to talk about, guys. How do we feel about that? Is that I think that that's fucked, and I think that everybody's got to play by the same rules. I mean, if that private company wants to take that step, I mean, there's obviously nothing you can really do or say about it. Just it's, like the Twitter thing and the Facebook gross, thing. right? It's, yeah. it's gross, and it's embarrassing, I think. Um, my problem is more like the SEC getting involved. Mm. That kind of thing. I mean, th- that's not their role. No. Necessarily. It's, it's supposed to, to be free. If something is irregular, you got to let it fucking go. If you're doing something within the rules, then they need to convene and change the fucking rules if that's what they want to do. Right. Mm-hmm. But just just obstructing people from making money is gross. Yeah. I, I find it really distasteful. Yep. Uh, I, I think number... I, Initially, this was kind of written as a David versus Goliath story yeah. and the, 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 the good guys win. Let's just be clear here. Uh, speculation as a, as a business is gross. This whole thing is gross. Um, even the little guys that made the money doing this, they still do it doing a gross thing. It just happened to be the little guys doing it instead of the big guys. And I do want to at least push back a little bit. Um, rich people and poor people do play by different rules. Yeah. That's sort of the point. Um, they do what they want. Um, they have all the money. They make all the decisions. And as much as Robin Hood said, I, I heard the CEO, uh, interviewed and basically got held to task by, believe it or not, Chris Cuomo is a fucking such a dunce, such a Chad. Um, but, um, <laughs> he, but he basically, Travis. right. <laughs> yeah. Anything's better than Travis. Uh, but sorry if you're out there and your name's Travis, but, um, but anyway, it, I, I heard him say that it had nothing to do with that. And quite frankly, like I said, there, this whole thing, all this is happening is not over yet. However, 90 guarantee you 95% of the people that quote unquote, made a bunch of money off this will end up losing it within the next week. People are still holding the stock. They're not dumping it. Um, They're making poor decisions. See, because people that are poor are desperate and people that are desperate make bad decisions. So most of the time, 99.9% of the people who play the market lose. Only a very, very, very small exclusive bunch win Mm -hmm. the market. And that's because they can manipulate it. And they do this by borrowing. They do this by essentially borrowing money to pay for stuff with a small interest. Then they manufacture, they manipulate the market through media, Mm -hmm. through advertising. They go on and and like that one guy uh, recently did that billionaire. He went on, he said, I don't know, man, all this shit's about to crash. All All the hotels are about to crash. Manufactured a crisis, which then drove down the stock of a Hyatt or stuff like that. And then he swooped in and bought a billion dollars worth of it. So yes, it's gross. And yes, it's legal. And until like Bobby said, the SEC wants to come in and do something about it. Um, then really, the, the, the I heard I heard a story. Yeah, you got these few guys that are making a bunch of money off of this stock. There's fucking ninety percent of the billionaires right behind them laughing their mm. ass off because they're still making money off of you. Yeah. Um. And this free app, this Robinhood app, and apps like that. Yeah, you don't pay them, but they sell your data to houses that do pay them. Yep. So. 
everything costs. There's nothing is free. free. So like all of all of your trades and all of your trade information then gets given to the big guys so that they can then again make a short sell and squeeze a stock. Mm -hmm. So it's this ugly circle of events. It kind of does harken back to like the events that led up to 2008. Yeah. Oh, 100%. When you're taking bad assets, bundling them and then reselling them as a good asset. Yeah. And then you can insure against those assets. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then when they go tits up, yep. you just fucking cash in your insurance checks. Amen. Yeah. You know, you know, I mean? you know the who phrase, gives a shit? Only, you know, only the poor people lose. That's it. And they always do, by the way. So yeah, they do make their, you, you ever heard the phrase, everybody's heard a snake eating its own tail? What they don't tell you is eventually the snake runs out of fucking tail mm-hmm. and it just disappears. Just yes. like, and that's what's going to happen. And granted, a week from now, it's going to be business as usual. And these big guys are still going to make a ton of money. The chairman of the board of NASDAQ went on and goes, you know what we really need to start looking at some regulations. You're talking about the guys that re- they run from regulation. And yeah. here he is saying, oh, we really need some government uh, oversight uh, for the first time ever asking for regulation. They spend billions of dollars fighting regulation and fighting those rules. But now we're seeing that a subreddit of this size with an internet community that this is that's this angry and by the way on a very small level can do the same thing where they go to their local banks and things and get loans out to buy all this stock. They're starting to they realize that the sum is much greater than the parts that a hundred thousand of these fucking dudes do have the power to severely disrupt not completely destroy, but to severely disrupt some of these hedge fund guys' fucking lives and ways of doing business. And I like it, even though it's a shit show, because what it's doing is at a 30,000-foot view level, at the very least, it is really putting the problems with the way our economy is set up on display. Like, it's our economy is essentially set up like a Vegas fucking casino. And I'll ask anybody out there, did you, you ever been to Vegas? Yeah, cool. You ever won? I'll tell you right now, not a single one of you has actually won in Vegas. The fucking house always wins in Vegas. Unless you own Harris, you don't win when you go to Vegas. No, no, You may sir. win sometimes, but you always got to look at the overall. Yep. If I win twice in Vegas, what about the other eight times I lost my ass? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's an overall bit. It's... <sighs> It's when you take a big view of what's happening now, and yeah, this this was a fairly significant amount of money that these brokerage firms have lost, these hedge funds. However, it's still a drop in the bucket. They could be doing a stock like this every week, and the billionaires will still have billions. That's what I'm trying to say. Like this was, this was impactful because it brought something to light. But as far as long term uh, effect, it's not going to move the needle long term. I guarantee you because. These guys will find a way to get that money back from you. They will. They, don't, they will re-rig. Absolutely. The game. They will. They're just going to change the rules. You're right? going to start seeing by next week. One of these newsletter guys, one of the ones that's the biggest asshole, is probably going to do the opposite of what they really think they should do. Right. They're going to pick something else to short, and they're going to say it on purpose, just so that when everybody else does actually, you know, try to drive the price up, that those folks really lose their ass. You're going to see some shady shit. Like I, that. I agree 100. What people don't understand is when you're doing something like this with an AMC, when you're doing something like this with a Bed Bath & Beyond, when you're doing something like this with these stocks, you're affecting people's fucking lives. 
That's the part nobody talks about. There are employees that work at this store that could get fucking fired because of the effect of these assholes having pissing contests. Because it's do you disgusting. think it'll, it'll just end up way lower than it even was when this all started and it'll mean that they have to close yes, stores? Yes, it's fictional. Because right now it's helping them, though. It's isn't fi- it? No, not, not, a, not really. It to a degree, it's it, not at all. They don't have more because it doesn't translate into anything liquid for the company to use well, to fucking, restructure. Because no, they're doesn't. an antiquated GameStop is an antiquated company that's been dying for years. The, Nobody, everybody downloads their fucking games now. The fucking employees don't own any of it. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't so, have a stock investment plan like Starbucks. Yeah, right. No, I don't think so. Starbucks does that. By the way. Oh yeah, when I worked at Starbucks when I was uh, 20, I had you got full medical, dental, optical, and a stock investment plan if you're working 20 hours a week or more. Is this when you were drinking on the job, Starbucks? No, no. Oh, oh, oh. yeah, when I was drinking Sparks Energy yeah. Drink on the job and uh, taking tons of nitrous canisters to the dome. Classic train horn, dude. <laughs> so classic. Train horn. So train horn, dude. You're such a shitbag. <laughs> I was a shitbag, Bobby. Uh, you I have was, your moments. Yeah, I was did. a shitbag. You could get back there if you wanted to. I could easily. No, it was like I could snap my fingers and go right back. But it's it's definitely it's definitely something to be interested in. I don't know if it'll have. I I don't think it'll have any long term effects by virtue of how people will conduct themselves and do business. We may see some minor regulation. You may see them pushing around some of the TB fund and Robinhood and all those all those. Uh, apps um, may get kind of forced into doing diff- business differently but at the end of the day these motherfuckers got they control they literally control the market that's what they do yeah i don't and understand it's, it's, how a, how it's legal for a brokerage firm to just decide and i guess it's a brokerage like the market itself can't shut a stock exactly down. exactly but, uh, any brokerage is a private company so they can really do whatever the fuck they want absolutely so I, it's crazy how this also is so similar to what we were talking about last week with the social media guys. Right. Like well, whether it's morally right or wrong, what they're doing, sure. they fucking can. Right. And until they can't anymore, but there was we're talk, not going to see anything. Change. There was chatter about Biden potentially being pressured to go in and bail out this, these hedge funds, right? That were, that, hilarious. That were tanking. Hilarious. You know, which thank goodness he's decided, no, I'm you not You mean again? Because didn't I mean, his, when he was vice president, uh, he, didn't him and Obama bail 100%. out the fucking banks instead they, of letting them all fall? They bailed them and out. Get, and got paid back for it with interest. Yeah. By the way, just um, they bailed out the auto industry as well. Absolutely. 100%. See? Because Biden's not our tribal warlord, you fucking freaks out there in MAGA land. <laughs> we you know, still are critical of that motherfucker 100%. and Obama because president is a job, not yeah. a fucking figurehead. You fucking redneck pieces of shit. What, what is the classic quote that you you support the country, not the president? Not the president. Yes, yeah. thank you. No. And that that's the mindset Trump that all of our grandparents and parents had. My if my grandfather was alive today and saw how people were with politics, he'd probably be some weird third party or not even talk about it at all. Yeah. One of the funnest things to come out of this was the response by AOC to Ted Cruz when he oh. wanted to work with her on a bill to yeah. fucking to deal with this problem. And she, her response to Ted Cruz was, "Didn't you just try to kill?" me three weeks ago <laughs> yeah pretty yeah. much she's like i'm pretty sure a couple of weeks ago you tried to have me murdered yeah like so what? you can go and sit this one yeah out. you can go pound sand there crazy yeah. yeah you know go read green eggs and ham again I go know. back to Fuck. being the kid from the monsters i love the irony of the republican party hating aoc so much because she's very outspoken and she's very progressive and probably like there's things that she takes positions on where it drives me a little bit crazy. Oh, yeah, she's a little she's a little extra, they say. Their responsibility their response to this is to come out with this blonde freak show that believes in the <laughs> Jew lasers. <laughs> oh my god, Marjorie Taylor Marjorie Green. Marjorie yes. Taylor Green. 
they get we get Marjorie Taylor Greene, we get Bobert. I'm sure there's a handful more of them that are just as fucking stupid and crazy. That's their response to AOC is double down, and we're gonna have our right. own AOC, but she's way fucking crazier. Way it's yeah, it's like dating. They're gonna one up you on the crazy. You know is what oh, they're yeah. trying to do. Holy now this chick believes she basically supported supported killing Congress people. Yep. I mean, this is all proven. This isn't conjecture. Did you see the she, video of her? She she denied the ho- the fucking she denied the Parkland shootings. Um she San called Diego. that a fake the same uh I think it was the Parkland ones. I no, because speaking of the Parkland um, one, there's a video of her stalking two feet behind a David kid Hawk. that got shot at Parkland and she is just following him wherever he goes in the Capitol saying, Why are you trying to take away my Second Amendment rights? You're fighting for something that and I was just like Oh my God! This kid got shot, and you're fu- you're just the worst kind of human and then, being. And I use that term very lightly in Marjorie <laughs> Taylor Greene's case. That exists. And then, uh, and then our favorite Congresswoman uh, Bobert came behind that and told David Hogg, who's been an activist since the Parkland, uh, he was a kid in the school during this, who subsequently became kind of an activist for gun rights, for, uh, you know, gun law activist, and told him, "Put your keyboard down." kid yeah, or I child and like so it's like now she's going after fucking children which is super fucking it is it, it, the gross level and the acceptance of how gross it is I, I is there any way that the fucking administration could just get these people fucking excised i hate it and i can't believe that parents people that are parents of children would go after people's children it's like you forget you know you don't want people going after your little waterhead babies well all you? of those all of the parkland parents are asking fucking for them to like get excised from fucking congress yep at the risk of sounding mildly misogynistic um are you gonna say mouthy broad <laughs> not, no i'm not gonna say that i'm thinking it yep um no I, I there's something weird that happens with these cult groups where the women for some reason become so ardently fucking intense yeah. about these movements and about their positions like it freaks me out. There's no listening to reason. There's no None. there's no debate. There's no and it and it honestly comes from these these people both come from these very small communities where the, if you're part of a church, that church if it covers a lot of people is the biggest community inside that community. Can you imagine So they're talking yeah. you're talking about people and I'm sorry to bring this up but people that but if you believe that the fucking Bible that's been rewritten, I don't know how many times over the centuries, if you believe that that is the literal word of your Lord and Savior, you'll pretty much believe anything as long as it fits into your little purview. And that's the dangerous kind of mentality with these like religious zealot types that well, take that fervor and bring it to the fucking capital. And their mentality translates because not only do they only one read one book, right? They were grown up. They've grown up only reading the Bible. That is the word of God. And that is what I read. I almost so, read Fahrenheit 451, but my mom got it thrown out of school. Know, right. Exactly. That's the mentality. And then the mentality also is that you're susceptible to the next thing. So when you read mm-hmm. fucking some Donald Trump book or mm-hmm. some Rush Limbaugh Cult. book. They're, they're the same people that fall into cults that you, get into Heaven's Gate and all that shit. You're so freaking ready to just join up and be mm-hmm. a part of something. It's so weird. It's scary. It's, and it's it, it and always, that, that might be why it was so hard to fight against those guys for so long, because they were all one group that was so single minded that they were stronger in arguments and could get more voters than us who aren't tribal and fucking weird and fucking broken inside. So we all have so many different views of the way that our left guy should do his job that right. 
they somehow became stronger by being weaker. It's fucking ridiculous. Uh, number one, I'm definitely broken inside. Number, uh, so let's just put that I looked that in to there bed. earlier, remember? Um, and the old adage is the easiest person to con is a con man. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's, I, it couldn't be more true or the easiest person to sell to is a salesman. Um, once you get indoctrinated into any of that kind of philosophy and go down the rabbit hole, you are much, much, much more um, likely to fall for the next bullshit. Wow. That's just for whatever reason, human beings are made up like that, right? So people that were in a cult before, when they get out of a cult, they're much more likely to be manipulated by other people. For whatever reason, you're, the neurons that get fired are familiar to them and right. they can just be led down a rabbit hole. So all these, I, I'm hoping these people, I'm, it was great to see people snap out of the Trump thing or the, I'm sorry, the QAnon thing after the 20th, even though some people still think he's going to be sworn in in March. I don't, don't ask me how, but um, I, I, I don't know why I know this, but um, Vice News has a very good uh, series on what is QAnon. I re- recommend you guys watch that because it's, it's very kind of honest and it goes back to the beginning and how it started and who's in it. But you see these people like almost coming to. It's re- it's like coming out of a day. It's like you were high and now you're not high it's anymore. It's going clear. Um, it's, it's going clear. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And and these, I'm luckily some people are doing that where they're so shattered by what happened in the non-existence of their belief that they're having to confront it. It's it's. I I'm happy for them that they're able to join us back on Earth. That's fucking awesome. I really I welcome them. But the next fucking QAnon that comes along, who's going to be first to take that fucking red pill? Dude? Dude, oh yeah, yeah. they're going to be in line, dog. It that's really, what's up. It, ex- uh, it almost explains Tom Brady <laughs> and his MAGA hat. <laughs> oh, that's true. I forgot about oh. that. But he was in that Belichick cult for so long. Yeah, yeah for sure. Donald Trump came along and it was just like, I need a daddy. I need a daddy. Look what happened. <laughs> you know? God. Yeah. Well, and might, you know what? He might that, be hoisting another trophy in that a old, week and a half. That old beautiful know. fuck is back in the Super Bowl and it makes me so mad. I hate this Super Bowl. I hate the Super Bowl this year. Sean. I'm like, I cannot root for fucking KC because I'm such a Broncos Sean. fan and I don't want to see... Although it'd be nice to see the Buccaneers win something. No, no. Because you know who loves the Buccaneers? They're in my division. Bradenton, Uh, Florida. Bradenton loves (laughs) Tampa. I know. It's gross. Uh, So listen, how many, hey, how many Super Bowls have there been? 50. 50. 50. Yeah. Um, this is the 51st, first, isn't it? Tom Brady's been in 20% of all Super Bowls. No, this is the 50. So everybody can fuck themselves. Yeah, I uh, get it. I get it's, it. This is why we scary. hate him, Aaron, because he is above reproach. Yeah, That's dude, why we hate, hate him. him. He's I got to play the dickhead twice a year. <laughs> fuck off. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, Coach, speaking of Bradenton, Florida, Chiefs, we promised that we were going to do those folks a favor and we were going to make them a free tourism office commercial. Yeah, you're welcome. And welk. so we'd be a big basket of Welchers if we didn't do that right now. Are you looking for a place to visit that literally nobody else is visiting? Do you want the absolute best bang for your vacation buck this summer? Are you into stunts, guts, and boarded storefronts? Then come on down to scenic seaside Bradenton, Florida, the original home of Tropicana Orange Juice before Pepsi bought him and basically got the fuck out of Dodge. Like crabs? We got them. In your bucket, on the shore, in your britches. And don't even get me started on all the gay artsy types we got. Hey. Bradenton, Florida is the largest art community on the Gulf Coast. So you know they're willing to work hard for your dollars. Real hard. And if that's not enough, Bradenton is the only place on the planet where you can still purchase factory direct Jinko jeans and Jerbo jeans. 
Visit Bradenton. It's the blooming onion of places. <laughs> You can call me Brazilian because I like waxing that ass. Hey. <laughs> That's just where we're going to come in from the break. That's just, with no explanation, we're coming in there. So uh, we usually, right now, we get to the voicemails, but since our voicemail uh, that we had this week actually suggested the... Wait. Hey, boys, actually, I got something. We just oh. got something like 20 minutes ago. Oh, crazy. Oh, oh nice. Oh, sweet. Right. Like it just came in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure where it's from. The number was blocked. But I can patch it in right now. That's weird. Okay. Let's Thanks, Carol. Let's check All right. It out. Let's listen. Hey, Bobby. It's your cousin oh, Bobby from Tallahassee. But guess what? I've been in Bradenton, Florida, down oh, south a little ways, oh, right outside Tampa. You know, I've been spreading the word about this podcast, spreading some other things, too. Oh, God, Bobby. <laughs> he's, a, he's a... Like my butthole. Oh, Anywho, diddly... <laughs> So I, I don't have my cell phone with me, so if you need to get in contact with me, I'll be at the downtown Ride Hard Saloon in Bradenton. Okay, the Ride Hard Saloon. And Bobby, yes, they do. <laughs> On my butthole. <laughs> Love you. Bye. Oh, my God. Okay. That explains it. That now explains it. So we did that whole video for nothing. Why didn't we reach I out know. to Cousin Bobby? He's, the, of course, the person who's sucking his way through Bradenton, Ever Florida. since Grandpa Joe passed away, he's really living his best life. He's he on is. a bit of a bender. Well, mm-hmm. for sure, dude. Uh, he twists off. <laughs> Let's, just say. Say. <laughs> Let's just say. Let's just say. There's a dude that that a good kid though. That amyl nitrate's not. I was gonna... about to say uh, <laughs> way too many poppers though. I don't know, man. It doesn't sound like he's living his best life because I know for sure after this weekend, living my best life is watching The Price Is Right, The Barker Era on Pluto TV, while also playing NHL '95 on Sega Genesis and GoldenEye on N64. On my very hipster emulator. Yeah, just so you guys can be... It's my to, fucking life for the last no, To yeah. pull the curtain back on the whiskey reel, when you don't think we suffer for our art, <laughs> when we have to take texts from Sean explaining his absolute over-the-top enthusiasm about the 80s prices, right? It's and just, I'm trying to like work. Oh. I'm dealing with relationship stuff. And I've got to watch Sean tell me and break <laughs> down the fucking... The, 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 the cost of inflation for a refrigerator that was sold in the 80s and he's questioning the validity and the in, uh, how the inflation would have affected the well, it was pricing. like anti-inflation almost. no it's because it, like it's because it's because if you adjust for inflation some shit is cheaper now than it was then and then you adjust for inflation and you're like the price has been cut in half because we don't make things in this country like we used to everything comes from cheap children's labor in china so that's I mean, why we get really believe me cheap. i like your weird beautiful mind uh, dude it's the most popular like, channel on pluto tv now people like, are nuts i'm already a price is right nerd i love the price is right i try to watch it in the middle of the day whenever i can <laughs> but to watch this time capsule shit of just from going through 1981 episodes back to back like, i feel you it's the outfits. There was a lady who was just dressed as a bullfighter for no reason. Like it was an outfit that was acceptable in 1981. The only thing you do more than watching prices, right? And getting fucking high is finish my sentences. <laughs> 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 that 
That's the only thing. <laughs> I have no response to that. I mean, <laughs> Madam Speaker, I yield my time. I, I yield, yield my time. time. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we do suffer. So fuck off, everybody. Um, um, thank you, Cousin Bobby. I'm, I'm, I mean, yeah. I hope he's having a good time. Maybe we'll come down to Bradenton and visit. I, I don't want to go to the fucking Ride Hard Saloon. He's oh, almost but... uh, evangelical in his love of our podcast, and I, I couldn't ask for a better cousin. He's a fucking beautiful, sweet. He's, he's yeah. spread um, the word and other he's things. He's <laughs> not a hundred. I mean, there's a spectrum issue going on with with Cousin Bobby. <laughs> Obviously, an amyl nitrate problem. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I mean he's he doesn't even drink. No, he doesn't. He doesn't That's drink alcohol because part. it's a sin. It's fucking weird. It's but, just fucking ecstasy and That's it. fucking poppers. That's but by the time it. all night long done, with that guy, by the time he's done with the road hard ride hard saloon, that place is not going to be open anymore after a couple weeks. Unlike yeah. his butthole. <laughs> no, it's which will stay like, open, dude. This smells like a slaughterhouse. It's after definitely fucking... dilated. <laughs> no, well, have you seen? Have you seen his his troll account on Twitter? His profile photo is just a photo of his asshole, and it looks like a mason jar. There's quite the gauge on that fucker. <laughs> Jeez, what is the, going on right now? I don't know. With Sean, that went that went super. That weird. went really weird. Real it's okay quick. though. You don't That's follow Bob, cousin Bobby's butthole? I, uh, no, I don't have him on Twitter. I don't. <laughs> he invited me to like it. Yeah, I bet he did. All I, all, all, I, all I follow on Twitter is Miami Dolphin beat reporters. Because <laughs> why why would you not want to hear about that? Um. <laughs> We'll trade our entire team for Deshaun Watson. That's the, fucking, <laughs> that's 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 the basic headline. Oh, they goddamn well um, better. Football jokes. So anyway, uh, so when let's the talk Jet, about when the Jets get Deshaun Watson, I want to have another conversation because you're going to put a gun in your mouth and we're going to fucking record it. It's going to be great. I'm going to throw a mason jar of urine in your face. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Who's urine? Number His one? own urine that he saved up after not no. drinking water for a no. couple days. No, I'm going to get that urine from the tab. You're going to get it. You're going to put a mason jar in the fucking pisser in the tab. Collect all the fucking Collect all the urine. Three tooth Joe it's, and Nine Finger Steve and all the other fucking DJs. I go to. Should Why we, does this should we mention like that we had a drive-by shooting? Yeah, we had a drive-by night. shooting. Woo! LA's in the house. We didn't really talk about it. Though. It's not really a. We don't know if it's a drive-by shooting. That was. Some I think it was conjecture. a walk-by shooting. Well, no, walk-by. from what Run I understand, by. a gentleman was behind tweaking his balls off behind CJ's in the alley, firing a gun, and he may have just fired it towards fucking the Taff. Oh, okay. He was, that's what the article, that's what the, sorry, not the article. There's no article about it yet, but the DPD did a big Facebook post telling everything that happened. And they said, this dude was shooting the gun behind CJ's and that back alley of CJ's is like lined up perfectly with the outdoor patio. No, it it is. And I heard him described as rabid Raider fan. Yeah, he very much looked like that. (laughs) So the owner of this establishment uh, texted me this. He said, some dude walked by the place, said some words. Then came Uh-oh. back, said some more, crossed the street, and opened fire. Whoa. Shit. Two so. people injured, but nothing critical. So he so, might have been just right there at the edge of the alley and, after he crossed the street. And yeah. Rex subsequently saw him an hour before the shooting at a liquor store acting, quote unquote, tweaky. She noticed him because she obviously saw he had a problem right away and remembered him for that. And then the the other side note story about the the shoot up at the fucking the not okay corral is fucking <laughs> is that the guy the guy that I fucking 
the guy that I work with, one of the guys that I work with was one of the guys that were shot. And I yeah. actually saw a photo of his wound. And he was very, very lucky because he got shot right by the knee and it went in and went out. And it was looked like small caliber, Fuck. but it went in and out. But the angle it went in and out, it, it would have like one quarter inch this way. It would have basically blown his patella into fucking pieces. Jesus he would have been Christ. crippled for the rest of his life. But he got away very lucky. So, God damn, dude. Uh, you know, uh, friend, friend of the podcast, Chad, was there. He's the world-renowned snow plowsman of Durango, mm-hmm. Colorado. Uh, his girlfriend got shot through the shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Is she okay? Um, she's fine. Okay. Um, yeah. She's going to be just fine. But When it goes you know. through, it's usually okay as long as you didn't hit anything really important. Yep. Yeah. And uh, hey, you know, thank God the guy was fucking uh, tweaking balls. Otherwise, he had had aim. Yeah. I had left that place shortly before all this happened. Well, you you went on right as the bartender who also works for me. I did the bartending Got shift right. changeover with, right. with, with Jordan, who is just a fucking peach. Isn't he just sweetheart. a lovely I little love that guy. man? I love him. Um, I made two new friends. It was awesome. Four-fingered Fred? Or <laughs> reacquainted, <laughs> reacquainted myself with an ex-girlfriend. Oh, um, honestly, it was a well. Tav kind of night. Um, but thank God I left. Thank because God. if anyone was going to get the fucking brains blown yeah, out of the back of their you. skull, that would have been me. That would have been yep. you for sure. And so, yeah, as we, I know this has nothing to do with WandaVision. We're about to move into WandaVision. But if this gentleman does somehow listen to this podcast, Cesar from the movie 187 that lives in Durango, we'd love to interview you. Yeah. A hundred percent. Remember one eight seven? He's yeah, exactly yeah. like that. Just dude. stop. What was it? I said mini flat billed hats. Many, many. Well, we were saying what were the over under on Raiders jerseys, and I'm going to stick with three. <laughs> I well, like you four. know what? Actually, okay, you're taking I'll say the four. No, I'll no, take no, the no, over. No, no. You're taking no. the over. And I'm sorry, boys, but they took a picture. They took a picture of the bottom of his shoe. They took a picture of the bottom of his shoe as he was sitting in the cop car to tell people, hey, we're looking for the weapon right. and look for this print in the snow. But they took a picture of him. And in the background, you can see that he is wearing a pristine white Cowboys jersey. Ah, <gasps> same, same. <laughs> Whoa, he's a cowboy fan. Well, he's I was more interested fan. to know that people. <laughs> I, was, I was more interested to see that people still wore lugs. No, those were Fila's. <laughs> were they, they were Fila's. Fila, they were Fila. Fila's. Timberland ripoffs. Oh, I was about to say when I first saw him, fresh. I was like, "Oh, Timber's on the toes." But like, no, he was wearing Fila's. Fila, some fucking broke Fila? ass, busted dude, ass. Dude, I got a pair of Fila's. Timberland you get a fucking Fila knockoffs for five dollars at Burlington Co. Factory. No, dude, dog. I got I got a pair of maroon Fila's I got for Christmas, and they're we've, quite lovely. We've all had a pair of Fila's, dude. I love. Speaking Fila's. of everybody having a, bu- you know what everybody else has? A love for the MCU. AIDS. The Marvel Cinematic. Well, we all love the people that have AIDS, and we want them to get better. <laughs> But <laughs> we don't love the it's disease itself. I know it's one of those. Is there a gas leak in here? I'm pretty sure yeah, that there yeah, is so. carbon monoxide. Argon. Um, so WandaVision, uh, we haven't talked about this for a couple weeks, but there are two new episodes since we talked last. There were only the first two that were very black and white sitcom-y, and now they're starting to pull the curtain back. Bobby, you, I think, watched it first, and you were the one that's the, been the most fervent fan of this from the beginning when both Aaron and I were like, come on, get through this nonsense. I watched it at 4 a.m., today um because what the fuck else was i gonna do <laughs> that's and, the third red flag um, aaron that's the third was, red flag. Well, is walnuts involved <laughs> um i was also texting everyone um whether or not they wanted to come just like take all my shit and <laughs> 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 anybody want a tv can you take care of my cat does anyone want a couch i have this cat someone <laughs> needs to take care of her she's great she's super sweet jesus christ um, <laughs> my kitchen goods 
<laughs> There's a kitchen in But I just paid to have my dryer fixed, so obviously I'm planning on laundering <laughs> clothes yes. going forward. It's a good sign. Bobby, Bobby's doing well. He actually had a major I asked Bobby, what have you guys been doing? Like going to the laundromat? Bobby goes, wearing dirty clothes. I was like, <laughs> copy that. <laughs> yeah, that's actually the truth. Um, so Bobby, WandaVision. So WandaVision. Um, I have, okay, so first of all, I like this show from Jump Street. You did. I said it on the podcast. I thought it was next level fucking brilliant the way they were crafting this world because they're they're building a world and I know it doesn't fall within the normal Aaron made the comment like I like superheroes doing superhero shit which I totally 100% agree with you you want to see superheroes fighting supervillains right yep. I want to see Doctor Doom fighting the Hulk mm-hmm, you know what I mean sure. of course that's what we want from our comic book properties but this thing was so fun. It was so weird. <laughs> it was completely out of fucking left field. We knew kind of what we were going to get, but I think the show has elevated its game. We're, like Sean said, we're pulling back the curtain. Now we're actually getting into the actual world of what's going on. And we're introducing characters that are going to be part of the MCU going forward, yes. which I think is really fucking fun. And I can only expect at the end of this we're going to get a villain reveal yes like a big one a big one yeah like maybe the next thanos for the series or are you talking about for the universe i think for the universe i think we're going to get a villain reveal well now that they own fucking fantastic four the next the only thing bigger than thanos you can really do is galactus right no so you've got the big triumvirate would be dr doom yeah king the conqueror king the conqueror and Galactus. So Kang, I think, um, is probably there's where also. Going. I have a feeling Kang is going to be the next thing. Just they're going the multi- multiverse. They're going because time the travel. New, yeah, the new Doctor Strange movie is being touted as this is Doctor Strange Civil War. This is we're bringing a ton of yep. other characters. Way more is going on than just Doctor Strange. I right. think Kang has already been leaked to being in Doctor Strange. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah. One. So there's an interesting theory that somebody bantied about on the interwebs. Um, I like seeing uh, nerdier people than us talk about it because it. Obviously, it's interesting. How dare you? I know, right? Nobody um, is nerdier than me. No one. <laughs> um, but no, but some people of, get paid for it. Yeah, exactly. I heard a very interesting, some very interesting insight into a theory that, so you said the triumvirate, right? There's also another kind of low-key big bad guy that was an interesting thought. And it would, they actually ascribe this bad guy to one of the characters that's already there, that, um, which would be the, the, the blonde lady that runs the city. The, the one that the Tupperware queen, the one that runs the city oh, planning. Oh, in WandaVision. Fucking, Sorry. In WandaVision. The, 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 leader of the, oh. the leader of the housewives. In the 50s. Okay. okay yeah. You know the but blonde? her character be? Mephistopheles. Ah. If you look at the way they talk about her as this is her town, she makes all the decisions, Mm -hmm. the thought process being, and I think that's been a little bit debunked because of the last episode and seeing Wanda's involvement in what's happening, but the thought process being that they're in a section of hell oh okay because they're Ooh. dead that's and fun. she's mephistopheles that's yeah, fun. so that's Isn't all that been, fun that would be that was cool speculation until this last episode of and course. and i think and we're gonna get pieces but I, get, I love the character of Mephistopheles. Mephistopheles. mephistopheles is actually mephistopheles. uh mephist mephist mephisto yes in, in the comics exactly um, and it has huge connections to the X-Men universe, to the New Mutants, right. obviously. That's all under one roof now. Uh, it's all so under one roof. let's go. Let's go, y'all. 
I still haven't watched the new mutants and I don't <laughs> do it. We've delved into as guardians, we've delved into all this interdimensional stuff now. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. why wouldn't like Mephisto be Let's an actual go. character? In Let's that fucking universe? open up the fucking tombs and the pantheon. Yeah, Let's and get go. the right directors. That's the only yep. caveat for me is like the reason Thor Ragnarok works so fucking well is, is Taika. Taika. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. the only reason it works so well. Mm -hmm. Well, shit. Honestly, Jon Favreau setting the tone for this entire universe in Iron Man. Fantastic. Uh, Kenneth Branagh was a pretty good choice for the first Thor. They just, they were a little too, I think they leaned less on Asgard and and building that world and got them to America into the desert as fast as possible because of money issues. Nobody, they didn't put a whole lot of money into Thor and Captain America because this shit wasn't really a thing yet. The nerds were freaking out, but this wasn't a worldwide phenomenon. It feels like Thor found his groove, but he was way up. That's, that franchise was way up its own ass oh, in yeah. the beginning. Yeah. I think they were trying to make him so overly cool and mysterious and blah, blah, blah. And they finally relented and said, you know what, Thor's, let's just make a big, goofy, dumbass. And it worked. Because it's, he's just a, it's a silly character. It's a it silly is. character. By the way, speaking of Thor. So be um, silly. I'm in a total ch- tangent. I'm sorry for doing this. There is a new movie out right now on Amazon Prime called Mortal. Yeah, I've seen that. It I've is seen the preview for it. Fucking dope. And it has okay. to do with it's it's a completely realistic sci-fi movie. It's a sci-fi action movie that involves Norse mythology. And it is fucking cool as shit. If you have an opportunity, it's so weird and fringe and niche that I know you guys will love it. It's seriously, it's Dude, really I love cool. Norse mythology. Like I like the Thor thing, but I loved reading about it when I was in school because yeah, it's I dark. Did that too. It's dark and fucked up and way more violent than even the Bible, if you can imagine that. It's got Way a lot more. of crazy there, shit. So WandaVision, we are sorry. we're about to get spoilery here, so skip ahead if you haven't seen episode four. Episode four is where they really get into Geraldine, a character that at the end of the third episode She's looked like great. she made Wanda mad and then kind of got expelled through some sort of force field. And I thought maybe they'd touch on that again later, but no. First three minutes of this, they just go into her backstory and it's all like what's going on outside of this very Odd 1950s sitcom or 60s, 70s. It was 70s by the third episode. So let's talk about what what it's. So it's clear that Wanda is the master of this realm. Like she can go back. Like we saw that Vision said something troubling and she immediately like rewound everything and had him go back to say something that she liked to hear that wasn't. Reminding her that he's dead and she's not in this world. Probably the biggest reveal of the episode mm. is just that. That, Vision being dead. Well, not even that. That Wanda's in control. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what I mean. That's 100%. the that's well, the reveal of the episode. I think. Do you think that's the reveal of the episode when they explain that Geraldine's actually Monica Rambo, the young girl from Captain Marvel, yes. who is Captain Marvel's best friend from the Academy's daughter? I was like, holy shit, that's the new Captain Marvel. They're working yeah. on her. She's gonna be the next Captain Marvel. So I thought that was the biggest. I was like, oh, we're seeing the first planted seeds of a well, new. Captain Marvel. It also put it also what's interesting about that is introducing that new character, even though it's not technically a new character, but it puts it in a time perspective. Mm -hmm. So essentially they just flash forward 20 years. Right from Captain Marvel. Well, it's Captain like, Marvel took place in the nineties. It nineties. So she was so, a little girl. Now so she's is like this 30 just something. before a current? Is this ex- right after Thanos? It is. Is this she? Like, she remember she just did, after? They or show is her it, come back from the blip, 
And then she goes like the next week she's back to work and going to work on this project of right. figuring out okay. this Westview town. No, I got they you. meet in front of the town. They talk to the cops and the cops are standing in front of the sign that says Westview going, there isn't such thing as a town called Westview. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, oh, OK. And cool. Randall Park is love that man. He's great, great in it. He's um, great. The one thing we know definitively is that it's post Ultron. Yep. Mm. We know that. Mm-hmm. It's after Sokovia. It's post blip too. It's post yeah, yeah, it's post know, endgame. So, it's okay. post endgame for sure because the blip happens and everybody comes back. So it's well when they snap and everybody comes back. Remember? Yeah, she comes back yeah. in the hospital, they tell her her mom died, and she's like, What are you talking about? You're right. I talked oh, to her about an hour shit. ago. And they're like, No, you've been gone I'll for be five years. With you. I didn't even put that together until I didn't you said either. that right now. I didn't they either. all got put back together from the little no, flakes. I, no, I no, I understand, but it but it no, simmer but, down. But, but how do you not recognize that shit? Why is Sean so angry? I'm checking your nerd. I'm checking your nerd card. Such a Give me your nerd cards. You gotta put them on the table. Isn't there a butthole to explore somewhere, Sean? Your eyes got weirdly closer together. I can I can get all up in there right now if you want. That's what's up. So you guys were both um, highly incredulous about this show when it first started. First episode was rough for me. Um, or sorry, the first. I think Aaron two was quoted as saying, "This wasn't made for me." Yeah, I will put a episode. gun in my mouth if I continue to watch this. Yeah. Um, no, but where do we sit now? Sean, Sean brought up a fantastic point, which doesn't happen very often. Nope. So Sean brought up the point of why didn't they just make this one episode back to back and encapsulate it? The black and white part. I think it would have been a lot easier for guys like me that are big, dumb cavemen to be able to ingest it. I knew it was going to go somewhere. I knew I just to be honest with you guys. I hate that fucking genre of television. Oh, the old. I've always hated I Love Lucy oh, and the Honeymover. Honeymover. So Nick at Night is not your. I yeah. hated that as a kid. I don't know why I did, but I didn't. I don't get nostalgic watching old black and white sitcoms. They're super corny and uncomfortable for me to watch. So when that became the the what they were gonna, the hill they were gonna die on in the beginning, I'm right. like, so now I gotta suffer through something I hate to get to something I love. But but. I will say this after the first episode, when they started getting glitchy, mm-hmm. like there were these weird glitch moments that happened within the oh. context of the, and that's what kept me fucking feeding and, and suckling at the Marvel teeth. Cause you knew was, something I was knew happening. around the corner. I was going to get my payoff mm-hmm. and it well, did. So the, I'm, I mean, I, we was, haven't, I mean, we haven't even gotten the payoff yet. We got just a little no, taste saying, of the I'm, good I'm shit. I'm just saying, I can't it's, even, it's fathom becoming, what they're going with this. It's becoming a thing. Uh, a real thing now and I'm invested I'm totally in but you know what guys it could have been all 50s and I would have still watched every fucking episode probably because right. it's Marvel and that's it would have been a lot more convincing as a 50s sitcom if Vision would have given her a bit of a schmack a schmack and a <laughs> just fucking a schmack and a naughty bitch uh, just a, just so a the interesting she's part. always looking for the last word <laughs> except Scarlet Witch gets the last word dog <laughs> let's just be honest word. she could just do it Ever she wants. I like her. So now that we know that Wanda is essentially creating this, it seems that at least now yes. that she's creating this whole thing and pushing everything forward. Why is she moving through time so quickly? Like, what is what's going on in her head that she wanted to be 50s, 60s, 70s to force herself to give birth to twins over the course of 24 hours that she got pregnant and gave birth to him? Like, what is she? Is she just making everything crazier, more colorful to make her forget about how much pain so, she's really in? She's a foreigner, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people from other countries and other cultures look at American TV oh. as what's going on in an ideal world. Shit. 
in America. Even more so, Bobby. So Friends of mine Dyke learned show. how to speak English yes. watching TV. I can't believe I didn't. She's Russian. Ah, wow. My buddy that's Persian learned speaking fucking English watching Three's Company. So there's this weird nostalgic affinity and comfort level with American television with a lot of foreigners. I, I think, think that's, that's great, what's happening. So the heart of this story may be an allegory for the immigrant experience in America. Kind of. To a, like, Very much degree. so. That's, now I'm going to see every little... Thank you guys so much for fucking opening my eyes to that. That's so awesome. No, I super nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) Unlike the shooter at the tab. (laughs) Yeah. That hack. A shoulder and a flesh wound. (laughs) What a hack. Jesus Christ. It was probably tough for him to lift his arm with all that dense tattoo ink in it. With that uh, dude with his shitty Dak Prescott jersey. Yeah. Yeah. And his Chester the Molester mustache. Was it a Dak Prescott jersey? I hope it It was. It probably I hope it was a Zeke jersey. No, it was definitely Zeke. I bet it was Zeke. I bet you it was a Michael Irvin. You know it's Michael Irvin. If it's a Michael Irvin throwback. Then it makes sense. Oh, it's a 20. It's a Zeke jersey. It's a a a 22. Yeah, God damn it. By the way, God, I'm almost tired of being right today. (laughs) <laughs> it's starting to get embarrassing what what happens to the broken clock bobby <laughs> oh twice a day buddy <laughs> that's what's up <laughs> um but great show i recommend it everybody, to everybody start watching it they're if really... you're a fan of marvel if you're a fan of the dumb shit we're into oh. which is why wouldn't you be you're listening to this stupid show um go watch it it's worth the time investment get through the first two episodes and i grant you a payoff and i cannot wait to see what they build it's gonna be man so it is good. awesome I, it is. oh and on another note another thing that i watched uh we like to talk about stand-up comedy on this podcast when we can but because of the fucking pandemic there hasn't been a whole lot of specials coming out kevin hart had the one where he did it at his house it was fine but okay. what i was really interested in is um we had watched tambourine the chris rock special from 2018 and we talked about it on the podcast back it. then i loved it too but they did a whole remix of that where they essentially added 30 minutes that was a hour and five minute special the new one is an hour and 37 minutes is it worth it's way worth it now this is the difference in the, this is the big difference and now this is very strange you guys know who bo burnham is yeah yeah He's very strange, very weird music comedian. Yep. He directed the tambourine special. He edited it. Yeah. So and and his thing was he wanted to make it very intimate and make it very short. He did a lot of very close up shots on Chris Rock when he's yep. talking about more personal things. And tambourine's a great special. This one is. Let's pull it back. Let's have a more wide shot. Like you're actually in the theater near the back. They added a lot of content that um, th- there was a couple moments where he stumbled a little bit, but they left it in. And I thought that was cool and genuine. Mm-hmm. Like I was there in the club. Um, he talks about religion more. He talks about some more controversial stuff that may alienate audiences that it can i can see they cut out because when you're making these specials you're usually trying to get a solid hour straight hour that's when you have people's attention well, and that's why you do out. seven different performances yeah. so but this can... one because i'm a comedy nerd like some people may think it's too long but i was loving all of the expansion he was doing on certain religious aspects things about his divorce things that he did about him cheating getting a little bit more detail with that wow so that one i felt like even though bo burnham went for a very intimate more personal uh feel for the original version of it that this one felt more authentic and more real because it felt like I was in the fucking club and I watched the whole set. I love the idea of this because Chris Rock is in this little pantheon of comedians like Gervais and Seinfeld. The aforementioned Kevin Hart. Louis C.K. He's in that pantheon of guys that it's so fascinating to just study their craft. It's almost like, like the jokes are almost secondary it's yeah. like watching the process they put into it mm-hmm. for me is so fucking amazing. Like Gervais blows my fucking mind. Yeah. Because 
it, his specials are always amazing, but he he just starts fresh and comes up with these new specials, and it's really amazing the the work that has to go into mm-hmm. putting that together. Oh yeah, and then it's not just like writing it. It's going out and seeing what fine works tuning it. and fine tuning, and just then eventually the, it, different inflection on different words and, then, and pauses are so huge. Exactly, and then you go out and you finish the special, you release it, and it's hugely successful. And then you fucking throw it all away. Throw it all away. And Chris Rock is very much one of those guys. There's a documentary or a, a short YouTube documentary, and it's a lot of interviews with that group of guys yeah. having that conversation with each other yeah, I've about seen that. the process that goes into oh, it. Oh, yeah. It's you very... toss it. Once you do the special, you start from scratch you with a whole new set. start from scratch. It's like a painter putting away the painting. The painting's never finished. You just got to move on to the next one. Burn it's the a, canvas. It's a, it's, a wonderful, it's a wonderful process. And most of the best comedians think every time they record a special, they're never going to do another one because they're scared to death. Well, you know, <laughs> like, I'm never going to be able to write And it's funny because <laughs> comedy comedians are famously neurotic, fucked up, damaged, um, do a lot of therapy. How cool is it? Like, like there's one thing that my therapist, you know, used to tell me was like, write that letter to your ex-wife, burn it and throw it away. Right. Mm -hmm. It's a cliche kind of fucking exercise. Right. It's an exercise. You get it out is the important part. It's the same thing. Like, Like if you're a comedian and you're a neurotic piece of shit, which most of them are, admittedly, mm-hmm. you know, right. Mark Marin and people like that, yep, that sure. are, are just very open. You get to just take your work. This is a year of my life and burn it and burn it. The fuck yep. it's gone. Yep. I'm never revisiting the, this material. The, the one and thing, just start fresh. It's a, it's a wonderful process for them. I know it's frightening at the same time, which makes art better. It's like writing a new song and playing it in front of somebody. You don't know what the reaction is going to be. So it's wonderful. <clears throat> the one thing I will say about Chris Rock and you mentioned a pantheon. Chris Rock is one of the maybe 20 comedians in the world that if he is on a radio and you can't see him, you know it's Chris Rock. Yeah, It's a very, very, very small group of guys that have been able to forge their identity so completely that they're able just by uh, three seconds of hearing their voice, you know exactly who they are, you know exactly what you're about to get into, and he built that for himself. They've, so, they've established the voice. Yeah, bigger yeah. and blacker. My, you've got these these transcendent Burr and Louis C.K. Gervais, yeah. like C.K. Like, yes. But bigger um, and blacker, he was still his. I feel like bigger and blacker was his biggest special by far. But, but not he his wasn't. Best. He no, he wasn't even right. his tools weren't even sharpened by the time you get to never scared which is yeah, my favorite of his he got down his delivery his the exactly how many times he's because he's a very much a repetition comic mm-hmm. where if he wants you to remember something he repeats the setup like three and different he'll, times he'll keep but yeah. in a very brief way that's not over the top you notice it more now once you've watched 100 of his specials but god he is everything about what he does is just precise yeah there's he's some a, really he's fun, a craftsman there's some really fun youtube stuff out there of comedians doing other comedians oh, delivery God. oh yeah it's so much fun it is it's a to, to watch like Marin or one of these guys do like their brian regan impersonation sure is one of the most delightful the big yellow wants the sun yeah i mean who by the way does not very underrated does not he, he's get the one of those comedian comedians like other comedians will tell you how great Ray, you know regan is guys will come down from san francisco to the store to see brian regan fucking yep. right he's yep. one of those guys where everybody knows him everybody respects him but he's never made it huge he's not made it huge he's had some specials on netflix and stuff but i mean shit i remember that big yellow one is the sun the bit he did about making a really bad science project for school 
I remember that bit from when I was like in first grade. My right. dad showed it because my dad used to show me the Rodney Dangerfield's Young Comedian <laughs> special that he taped God, off of HBO. That's... And I'd be, that's where I saw like Bob right. Nelson's old football player bit. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's one of my Jeez. favorite wow. things. That's crazy. Where he used to come out I and be like, that. I got my helmet and my shoulder pads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. dude. Yeah. Brian Regan is a, a phenomenal joke writer. Yep. Yes. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Put it in the tip jar, sir. <laughs> no, he's I mean amazing. he's no he's no Bob Zaney. He's but, classically you know. doesn't uh, curse on stage ever. Yep. Um, the one time I've heard him curse was on Mark Maron's podcast when he did a little mm-hmm. two hour conversation with Maron. It's the only time I've ever heard him say fuck, which he says fuck, and like the whole fucking thing falls apart. He's like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Reagan said um, fuck, and now the world opens up and swallows us whole. His his fucking pop tart. Uh, situation is like one of the great comedy bits of very much so all time of all time but anywho anyway before so, we wrap so watch check this out it's called Total Blackout it's a remix of Tambourine if you're a comedy nerd if you're someone that loves stand up comedy and you didn't see Tambourine I strongly suggest you watch the, the new one first and then watch Tambourine it's like one is like Chris Rock's vision and the other one is that same vision through Bo Burnham's prism and it's very odd how different they are yeah which is what I did. I watched that, and then I immediately watched Tambourine after and was like, okay, just so I knew yeah. what bits were in and there. Bo Burnham is a very smart, uh, funny kid. Mm-hmm. He's I, a good I, actor, too. Really I think, he's coming up as yeah. a director and an I actor. Think, I think Burnham, as far as a kid, that kid has no business being that fucking good this young. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he was doing full-blown fucking th- 35 minutes at like 19. Yeah. Fucking not dragging his ass doing it either. It was absolutely... It, He's one of those guys where I was just looking at him going, fuck you, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck you. Like, you can't, he's, fuck right, you he's, not, he's writing songs. He's writing the music. He's writing the lyrics. And, and, and he's his, doing comedy bits in between. And his shows were tight. Like They, mm-hmm. they involved a lot of production, a lot mm-hmm. of like moving parts. And I was just like, I barely could not get shit stains in my underwear at 19. <laughs> and you're putting on full-blown fucking off-Broadway style production. Off-Broadway one-man show. Jesus. Yeah. So he's like Liam Lynch with talent. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Because this is my United States. I love that song. Yeah. It's a stupid song. It's a stupid um, song. Speaking of. You're talking to Weird Al. Speaking of fan not club stupid president. songs. Um, thanks. I'm going to do a Weedus retrospective later <laughs> and talk about American Dirtbag. Um, when when so, we do the Bloodhound Gang <laughs> album episode, Aaron, you have to sit uh, there and take I, it. I'm going to. No, that's gun in the mouth. G-I-T-M. We're going to do one fierce beer coaster. They're early work. Do you know G-I-T-M? It's get them. They have one funny gun song. Gun in the mouth. <laughs> Fuck you, Bobby. They have the one Blood funny Hound song. has like at least five funny songs. They're, they're a garbage group. They have one so, funny song. So, which is why- Aaron's just mad because the guy probably fucked his girlfriend in LA. Like, absolutely when he not. He would have gotten his ass beat, bro. The, um, the Last Dance is so much close. better as their only good song. Sorry. That actually is it's the only what I would hilarious. consider funny- song she anyway said her name was bambi which yeah. i found ironic because i was just thinking about skinning her like, like a, a deer. deer that's great funny great wow Metaphors. that's the one thing you go to red flag uh, number four yeah, right. okay, here we um, go. we're gonna hey, talk ladies. a little music talking about shitty music we're now gonna just cleanse your palate with some good shit good shit um oh i didn't see your song sean good for you yeah. um we've talked about the gentleman toby i now i know how to pronounce his name nwee we we Nui wee, the G is silent, or Gui the G silent or the N silent. Excellent. Um, we've talked about young Toby 
He is as prolific now as he's ever been. If you follow him, if you subscribe to his YouTube channel, he, this man puts out a new artistically beautiful video. Like it feels like every week. Mm. Um, he is just coming with burners constantly. And this one it has a couple guys on it. Bun B, who um, started Underground Kings with Pimp C. Like, so back in the day in the South, he's kind of the godfather of Trill. Mm, okay. um, uh, that's where Bun B's kind of lineage comes from. He actually had an album in 05 called Trill. It was considered one of the like best hundred like rap albums of all time type stuff. And also uh, uh, Sci High, which is Prince, Sci High the Prince, which is a Southern guy as well. Um, obviously, he goes for themes like um, he did a song called Father Figure with Royce and Black Thought. So what he does is he takes these collections of like guys from the same kind of vibe and creates a song. This one's called Pistol. Number one, the fucking hook is it, this is earworm. This is what earworm me in the song. And then Toby does this little singing part. And then he goes into his verse. Listen to the, how the drums and the, the, the tempo of the fucking song change when he goes into his fucking verse. Cause it's dope as shit. And this fucking chorus is bang, man. This is what a hook should be. I have to be. agree, dude. I listened to this and Woo! I'm a fan. Son. Let's listen. That was Bun B on the chorus, by the way, and then Sci High does the second verse, which is dope too, because he's just a dirty Southern rapper and he's dope as shit. But um, is yeah, this another man. guy who only who's all that matters now? Yeah, oh, no, yeah. no. This is part of that collective, sir. Hey, Finn, you fucked up. You forgot about Toby. You forgot um, about Toby. Guys, I'm telling you, listen. If you go to his YouTube channel, watch. He is so prolific. They have been making music this entire lockdown. And there's dancers, and there's this beautiful color palette, and how it's shot. They are absolute true artists, man. Mm -hmm. I, I can't. It's just everything's thematic and well thought out and sharp and crisp. It's just dope as fuck. But I, like I love that, that song. Um, my song this week. So I went on iTunes to look at like what's, what's available for pre-order because you can get like three, four songs off of whatever album. And I was going through rock and alternative. And when I went through rock, I found what I thought was a band I'd never heard of called The Pretty Reckless. Bobby, I'm sure you're a fan because this is some angry girl rock at its finest. And I thought that I'd never, I listened to these songs, one of them that happened to have Tom Morello featured on it. And I was like, how have I never heard her before? Then I realized they did this song called Heaven Knows that you might have heard because it was in a commercial. But uh, they have a new album coming out. And I, of course, I was like, this is some heavy shit. It definitely does have a little bit of a poppy feel to it. It is structured like pop songs. But Good. at the same time, there's fucking face melting solos in this shit. And I love her voice. I, I can't remember her name for the life of me. Carol, what is the name of the smoke show that sings for <laughs> The Pretty Reckless? Oh, my God, Sean. How do you not know this? You love that stupid Grinch movie with Jim Carrey. Her name is Taylor Momsen, and she played Cindy Lou Who in the Great. Oh, Are you character. fucking kidding me? Unbelievable! So that's insanity. I, I, didn't, I never that. put. To, I don't know how I don't know that because I don't do enough research because I'm too busy doing the everything else. Bye. And she happens to be a Barbie doll on top of everything. Yeah, she's the smoke show. She's nice to look at. <laughs> well, I mean, stylistically, like you can, you can. I mean, this is a type. 
Let's just put it that way. She has, she's yeah. clearly, she's a good looking girl. She looks like she's playing Vampire the Masquerade half the time, but whatever the case, man. I'm okay whatever with you're that. into. Yeah. So you know what this I like. song is called And So It Went, featuring Tom Morello on an Noise. album that's coming out soon. Type in the Pretty <clears throat> Reckless. Let me try to get the solo. Was that close? Okay. <laughs> so it went. The children lost their minds. Begging for forgiveness was such a waste of time. And the bullets start to fly. And the bells about to break. When you hear them cry, it's too much for me to take. They said the world does not belong to you. You are not the king. I am not the fool. I like it. Obviously, Morello is a thrasher. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like she. I mean, she definitely lives in that like Otep Shamaya, Paramore, Mar, um, Raspy, but Maria like, Brink. I'm gonna yeah. go Paramore. You know, yeah, she's yeah. which yeah. is a band that I unabashedly fucking love. Paramore. Paramore's fine. I love their okay. dude, some of their songs. Just like they did one a, song. They she did. did a great cover with Chino. Jesus <laughs> Christ! A lot of girls in with that skill set would probably go more the like uh, poppy Taylor Swift, Taylor Swifty yeah. kind of fucking world. She's delving into this more metal, you know, metal soaked, yeah, kind of pop yeah. music. And right. this this album, from what I can tell, the three songs I got off of it are a little bit harder and less poppy than the last album that she had a, bunch, a couple hits off of. Right, I right. mean, and hits in the rock world, this this music doesn't get a lot of play on the radio these Not days. Um, nope. It's you you have to look if you want to find some good hard metal. And I honestly brought this because I was sure you were going to fall in love with this woman, <clears throat> just like you have so many a uh, hard rock chick. I adore her. Right. <laughs> no. She's not Meg Myers. She's not Meg Myers. She's, of course yeah. not. Um, I have a weirdly I mean, healthy obsession this, with Meg This Myers. band is is no We the Kings, but um, <laughs> but the, you know the the the. the I will say, please. <laughs> are you talking about Bradenton natives? Bradenton's? We the Kings. You know what? Fuck this. We're adding that song into the music segment. I'm going to play the it Kings? for us right now. Oh I got God. it. We got it. We okay. So what, when Aaron was doing his research. This is an extra song for everyone. Aaron was doing his research. He's like, there's a fairly legitimately produced song by some guys called This Wait, Is Our Town. I didn't Town. say that. I yeah, just you said. You said it sounded was, legit. There was a fucking song about Bradenton that has Bradenton yeah. in the name. No, but this is produced like professionally. It this sounds is, decent. Bu- this is bubblegum crybaby emo. Oh, yeah, it is. Like, so think about. But in a studio. Back in the day they of spent money. Black Veil Brides and fucking. Yes. And so it's fucking like Sunny Day used. Real Estate without all no, that talent. No, with, <laughs> with zero talent. So. Sunny Day was. They didn't have any talent. Sunny Day. Sunny Day Real Estate. I don't are even know what you're talking about. Sunny Day Real Estate's a was fucking amazing. Because you guys are arguing against me, I hate them forever now. <gasps> Just because you, I don't even know who they are. Well, Dave Grohl was smart enough to pilfer the fucking bass player to. Join the yes. Foo Fighters. So you just, that was, oh. I just yeah. gay gas. Did you just yeah. music fucking checkmate me right I, now? I, I basically, Grohl, I, I gave you the Dave fucking. Dave Grohl to Queens Rook 3? I gave you the queers um, gambit. Dave Grohl is a trump card for any music for any argument. music. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just drop Dave Grohl. Anyway, Dave Grohl. let's and get you to the hit song by We the Kings. This is our town. <laughs> and this is our Bradenton, town. Bradenton, Florida. And he mentions Bradenton in the fucking song. Because the song's about Bradenton. By the way, are we going to DM this episode to the Bradenton Chamber yes. of Commerce? Oh, yes. Good. Obvs. Dear Bradenton, you have been good to me. You kept your word and got me through these years 
All I ask is that you'll be there when I return From Anarzal to Lakewood's fields This is our town This is who we're meant to be This is our town Where our roots have grown so deep This is our town This is where we're meant to be This is our town We'll keep coming back because Dear Braden Town As the city sleeps the night You found us hiding out Under parking garage lights And you know You know you'll find us here When we return This is our town. <laughs> this is the worst song. It is so. This is the thing. I the that song is be, the song is okay. cookie cutter bubblegum emo garbage, oh, right? But that guy sent it. That guy fucking meant every word he said about. Was that racing. a guy? Yeah, that, it was a dude. It's okay. questionable. It was that a, was the best thing that's ever happened to me in my life. It's a, <laughs> he's a they them. Number one. So let's pronoun. Oh, sorry. Number two. No pronouns. That might be my favorite song of 2021. I'm listening to that song on the stationary bike now for inspiration. Oh my God. You're going to laugh your nuts off every time you do. Katie's going to be like, oh, this is where the song breaks. Because he's getting. <laughs> that could be the best song. That's this song of the year status. Town. Dude, you're going to be singing can the I, well, Can I please redo our intro music <laughs> yeah. to use that song as the background? Yes. So Joe Pesci is telling oh, your mom to God. suck elephant dicks while this guy's screaming. About Braden, all of our That's social happening. media posts for the next seven days <laughs> are <happening>. required, <laughs> required to have that as the fucking. Oh music. god, oh, that's fucking that phenomenal. Is phenomenal! I told you. So I if we lost, if we lost our Bradenton listeners at the break because they were so mad about our tourism, we just brought them back. We on. just brought them all back because we were feeling that song. We recognize how bad it is, but we all pretty much love the shit out of that yeah, song just yeah, now because was, of the context. It was exquisite. It's kind it, it of was exquisite. Perfection. That, that, it was perfection. Like gas station escargot. That young they them was so fucking sold on what he was saying about his hometown. I'm telling you, this that guy kid loves Brady. That kid loves Brady. Well, and he talked about all the romantic moments where of you're in under the lights or the, under garage the parking lights. garage lights because there are so no excited. romantic places besides that. Where does this go from here? I don't, don't. We just you fucking just end the fucking pearls. Clutch the shit out of our pearls. Oh my god! Right. I think he did it for us. I think he clutched our. He did pearls. that because that's our song. I'm gonna go last today. You're that's our last? theme song. Yeah, I yeah Aaron's I, got I, some I, yeah, important I, shit to say. Aaron's got some shit happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I guess <laughs> I, I'll say one thing. Um, <laughs> I've been spending time with a, a certain female. Oh God, friend part of my life that I've known for a really long time. Um, she and I have kind of made a connection or what have you. I f- fucked it up with my stupid <laughs> fucking brain. <laughs> and? and very recently have started to kind of mend those fences and we're come to an understanding about each other, I think a little bit more. And so what that led me to believe is that, you know, you can, you can, Go back and you can fix things and you can rectify things and you can mend 
all those fences, but you have to be willing to be vulnerable and be honest with yourself. Mm. And you know what I mean? And um, it took me a hot minute to get to that point because I felt very justified in my uh, bullshit. And all it took was a little humility to be able to like kind of bring that situation back around and um this is no one that you guys know but i mean I, I'm, I'm excited i'm happy this is maybe a new opportunity this is someone that i've like i say i've known her for i mean 15 years wow and um we actually connected during one of our podcasts really? yeah i don't know I, i'm a um optimistic and i'm good for you. happy that's but the good. only reason that is even remotely a possibility is because i cut loose of a lot of my own bullshit and mm. allowed myself to feel very vulnerable with this girl and kind of tell her exactly what was going on with me during this time. Mm. And, you know, it probably applies to a lot of things in your life, mm -hmm. you know, it is allowing yourself to fucking be hurt and be vulnerable and admit to the bullshit that you fucking do because we all fucking do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Nice. No. I'll go next. Um, once again, I've got a little bit of work drama that has uh, inspired my, uh, but it doesn't have to do with me really. So, um, so what happened last week is we actually, we have a client that was essentially abusing our time and kept bringing these things up and wasted our time constantly trying to explain things to him that he didn't need to understand and was distracting us from doing the kind of work that we were supposed to be doing. So usually we just roll over and say, okay. And we just pander to every single client. And this time my partner, Tyler and I got together and we wrote a joint email to this gentleman and said, Hey, if this partnership needs to continue, we're going to have to operate on a little bit of trust. Like the way it's been going, it's not working for us. So we will, we'll, we will take the hit and not take your money if you can't trust us a little bit and allow us to do our jobs. And he called our bluff. He said, cool, you know what? I don't have any bad feelings about you guys, but I don't think this is a good fit. I need somebody who will give me more for the same amount of money, essentially. Explain nonsense to him. And sure, we're going to take a little bit of a hit. And I was worried about it because that's a pretty big fucking portion of our monthly revenue. But then right after that, we got two new clients that more than made up for it. Always like happens. all of a sudden, it's the beginning of January, the two proposals I had out came in. So Always if happens. you're ever, it's that, that's, I think, a good life lesson for if something's making you really uncomfortable and you're just letting it brew and bubble like I have, I mean, that was my clutch your pearls a few weeks ago. We actually just communicated to him that we didn't think it was working out. And sure, we took quite a big financial hit and then it all worked out in the end. So I'm not going to say to everybody else that it's always going to work out in the end like that, but it did for us. And honestly, we were ready to not take that dude's money to just to not to be wasting so much time on bullshit tedious nonsense yeah yeah, yeah. but the wonderful th thing about owning your own business is being able to dictate how you want your clients to deal with you i mm -hmm. think people have forgotten over the years they 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 think they have to be they acquiesce all the time to their quote-unquote clients or guests and what you have to do is behaviorally train those people to be the type of people you want to work with too mm -hmm. and i think by rolling over and giving them what they want all the time you are you are generating bad behavior You're in teaching your, people in how your to guest them. and in your in your client and you have to demand things on your terms and um, i'm glad you did that because honestly when i see people that have to jump out of bed at three in the morning to go rescue a client or something like that you're doing business wrong nobody calls me at three in the morning for dick Yep. So, so fuck off. Like you've got to train your, your guests and your clients So people that write you checks. You have to train them how to act. 
Yeah. Um, yep. It's a very lost uh, art of business. Actually, um, friend of the podcast, Mike Walnuts. I wasn't talking about him because he's a nightmare. <laughs> he's a nightmare. Um, but he did say to me one night, um, we were talking about gluten-free crust at the pizza place where you guys work. <laughs> yeah. These fucking um, glue tods with the fucking wheat it was, That was very much the, the, the conversation. Um, but he did say one thing. He's like, you know, these fucking people are going to keep expecting this shit. Yeah. Because we fucking give it to them and we let them get away with it. Get away with it. You I know what I mean? And it. I'm like, but they pay fine. for it. But you know what I'm saying? Like he's, it's a cultural thing in our community that we, to use your word, acquiesce yeah. to every little demand. Sure. And people will take. To ev- a degree. To a degree. And people will take as much as you give them. And 100%. It, 100%. From as small as changing an ingredient in a pizza restaurant to changing the way that you do service with a client and allowing them to berate you or, or having to get pay them hold their hand through every single process. Those things are the same thing. If you acquiesce constantly the, to their demands, they don't stop. Nope. It just goes on and you set precedent no and that's what happens i love the word no and one and i even talk speaking of walnuts talk to him about the word no it's the most powerful word in our language it's the best word in our language and when i started saying no and um i things started working out really well yeah um we, we we got conditioned to say yes a long time ago, and I don't know what assholes have I had, do have it. What Mon- we, Montessori school bullshit. We already got a piece of feedback. Um, there are like seven or eight different fraternities that all said that you're wrong about no being the most powerful word. Oh, I, I get it. Because of rape. Got it. Okay. Um, yeah, they said it's pretty much a nonsense word. It's a, it's a, it's a non sequitur. Yeah, they don't even uh, know if it's English. <laughs> they thought they said on. They're all dyslexic. Um so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go and say my big thing. Bobby's usually on Front Street. He's the governor of Front Street. He owns territory there, and I don't mess with his territory. But I will put. I will peel back the curtain on on old fucking Wolfgang fucks life, and uh, and tell you what's been cracking with me. Um, Rex and I have been having a really really difficult time. I think COVID is a, definitely part of this, uh, but so is also. Um, just dealing with the ways to deal with things in your life that pop up. And um, long story short, her and I have been getting into it a little yeah. bit. And it's not been great. And um, so full disclosure on that. However, what I do say is this. Uh, we, um, I made it a point to speak with her um, this morning. Um, we've been taking a little bit of a time to figure out our shit. Um, because you know, again, when you, when you stuff a couple people into a fucking box and expect them not to chew each other's heads off, it's like fucking, it's like rats, right? It's yep. it really, I mean, we've gotten to the point now, guys, we've almost been doing this for a year, bro, with this shit. We can't go out and blow off some steam. We can't do this. We can't do that. And it's winter in Durango, which means it's cold and slushy and shitty. So you can't even go on a walk without trying to fall on your ass right now. So it's, it's, it's pressure on pressure on pressure on pressure. So, um, what I will say is this, we heard each other out. We sat down after being extremely upset with each other. Um, and I mean, you were saying it was, you were certain it was over. For I, I was not sure that it would end well. Um, I, I usually I have a really good eye for how this could work out, even though I don't want to admit it to myself. I can go, I don't think this is, a... I, I was, I was getting to the point where I was like, I don't know if we could ever recover. Yeah. And, um, luckily we sat down and, uh, recovered, uh, 
together. We, 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 we talked it out. We hashed it out. So my word for the day, my fucking Pee Wee's Playhouse word for the day is uh, forgiveness. Didn't you watch Pee Wee's Playhouse? No, Bobby's texting fucking the girl he doesn't want to talk about. Ah, it's my so, so anyway, uh, but not it's not just forgiveness of the other person. It's forgiveness of yourself. Um, you have to forgive yourself at a certain point. You have to stop beating yourself up for we all fuck up. Um, there's a point where you got to put your own fucking you got to put the petard down that you've been hoisting yourself upon all the time and falling on all those swords. You have to put those away a little bit sometimes and forgive yourself for not acting right. Um, I forgave myself and she forgave herself um, and we forgave each other and you, you, you need to forgive and it's not the other person. It's more yourself. That's the hardest one, man. It's easy to forgive somebody. It's hard to forgive yourself. Well, well I think there's only one clear way to end that conversation. Ebony really? And wow. <laughs> Are we doing this? <laughs> I knew right when I heard the first fucking bar. Wow. We are so little on the nose. This song goes out Keyboard. to Alan and Lex in Durango, Colorado. <laughs> what a breakdown. Thanks. Thanks. Idiot. Sorry. I had to do that. <laughs> Visit Bradenton. Just kidding. <laughs> you guys throw some out. Visit Bradenton if you don't want to get shot at the tab. <laughs> what? <laughs> Visit Bradenton. We have serial killers and manatees. <laughs> And serial killing manatees. <laughs> Visit Bradenton. Our women and our manatees weigh the same. <laughs> Visit Bradenton, where nobody can see their feet. Visit Bradenton, where your manatee is named after your aunt. <laughs> it is your aunt. Visit Bradenton. No shirt, no shoes, no teeth. No problem. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Visit Bradenton. We got a few blacks. <laughs> Visit Bradenton. Half of our population got arrested on January 7th. <laughs> All right, that's enough. I think we've enough. Visit Bradenton. Lovecraft country. <laughs> Thank you for that. That was fantastic.